My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 223 of The Kate Show. Guys, have you ever thought to yourself, man, I just need more website traffic? It feels like nobody's coming to my site, even though I spent all this money on it or all this time on it. And honestly, if you think that, you're not alone. It's a common statement that hits my inbox from interior designers and stagers and organizers who really just want more clients at the end of the day. However, many business owners aren't aware of their existing website traffic stats. They might just assume they're not getting website traffic because people aren't filling out their contact form, but actually that's not always the case. You might be getting a lot of traffic, but maybe the design of your site is not conducive to having someone travel through it and then click on your contact form. And this presents a problem. I look at my website analytics, but I just can't make sense of them. (laughs) Is that relatable much? Because this used to be me. If either of these situations describe you, prepare to be enlightened, because today on The Kate Show, I'm breaking down the website traffic and analytics mystery. You'll learn where to find your website data, what parts you should focus on, and how to improve them overall so you can get more of the right leads coming to your website. Now, before I get into all of this, I want to thank today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Sidedoor. As an interior designer, you might think the only way to make more money is to work more hours, hire employees, set up a retail location, and basically drive yourself insane. All of this at the expense of your family, your mental health, and your physical well-being. Thankfully, Side Door presents another option, selling trade-only products and earning an average commission of 30% on each sale. It's genius. Not only do you have far more income potential than archaic affiliate marketing, but you also don't have to worry about the headache of inventory or handling orders, shipping, returns, or customer support. Just curate a room package, make the sale, and get paid. Sidedoor does the rest. You can sell each package over and over again, or offer a custom service that lets you handcraft a package or a room collection for every client. Either way, Sidedoor is a smarter way to scale your interior design firm. To start earning money with Sidedoor, you can apply to join them at onsidedoor.com. Right now, it is completely free to sign up. I can't promise it's always going to be, so you might want to hop on this now versus later. Go to onsidedoor.com to get started. This episode is also brought to you by Angels Linings. Do you own a window treatment work group? Yes? Well, do you prefer to work with vendors who can ship quickly, accurately, and they're actually nice to work with? Well, of course you do. That's why I am proud to share Angels Linings with you. They are a family-run company specializing in drapery linings and offering competitive pricing. They have really awesome things like same-day shipping, attentive customer service, an expansive product line like decorative, blackout, light filtering fabrics, and inner linings to help make your custom window treatment products even more spectacular. They also put a Tootsie Pop in every order because they like you, and I think that's a really great touch. And you guys might recall that my recent episode was actually with Taylor Angel of Angel's Linings. She is the third generation in this family business. You should totally listen to her interview if you have not yet because She gives the heart and soul behind their business, and honestly, if I operated a workroom, I would be working with them because I want people on my team like Taylor and her family because I know that I could count on them to be there, to ship quickly, to deliver good quality products and great customer service, and that's what we all need in our businesses. Whether you are a one-woman show or you have a team that's actually in the workroom with you, you need that extended team. You need those reliable vendors who will have your back day in and day out. If you would like to place your first order with Angel's Linings, go to 
www.angelslinings.com. All right, guys, before we hop into today's episode, I also want to give a shout out to Jess from Apple Podcasts because she wrote me the kindest review about the podcast. She said, every episode is packed with valuable content. The podcast and programs are super helpful and provide so much value for my business. Thank you, Jess, so much. And guys, if you'd like to be featured as the review of the week, go write me a review. I will give you a shout out. You can use your real name. That way you know it's you when I'm calling you out. And I would love to give you guys that because (laughs) obviously I like the reviews. I like hearing what you guys like or even dislike about the show because you guys have really helped shape this podcast. That's why the episodes are shorter versus longer. And it really guides the different topics that I bring on, the different guests I bring on, and even the sponsors. This podcast is driven by the needs you guys tell me about, but if you don't tell me, then I don't know. So head over to Spotify or go to Apple Podcasts and give me a review. All right, guys, let's get into today's episode, how to easily understand your website analytics. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Before we get into the what, where, and when of your website analytics, let's start with why. Why do you need to be aware of your website data? Isn't that just for techie website developers? Well, hardly. In short, you need to know where your website traffic is coming from so that you can figure out which marketing efforts are working and which are not. I mean, wouldn't it be a shame to spend months working on your social media presence only to learn that you generated pretty much no website traffic from it? Or what if you spent six months blogging and then you gave up due to a perceived lack of results only to find out that the blogging momentum you were building was actually catapulting your website to the top of the search engine ranks. Data matters. Data is how you make informed decisions about your business. Do not make business decisions based on how you feel because guys, our hearts lie to us. Our emotions lie to us and they are easily manipulated by outside forces and even our own internal forces. So look at the data, it doesn't lie. But you also have to know how to interpret that data so that you can make those good decisions. That's what we're going to get into here. But first, where do you find these website analytics? Well, if your platform offers in-platform analytics, you'll need to log in as the admin to view them. So if you have Wix, Weebly, WordPress, Squarespace, you're probably going to be able to view your analytics pretty easily. Now, some platforms like Squarespace will also integrate with Google Analytics to give you a deeper, more complete picture of your website traffic without ever having to leave your website, which is super helpful. It's another reason I just freaking love Squarespace. Other website platforms like WordPress will require you to install analytics plugins. These plugins should be installed before your website launches, but if your website has already launched, simply install and set up the plugin, wait at least 30 days or even 90 days if you can be that patient, before looking at the data because if you check it too soon, you're just not going to give it enough time to aggregate any valuable information. Now let's talk for a second about Google Analytics versus your built-in analytics. Google Analytics captures more information and is all around more helpful in determining, number one, how someone found your website, 
number two, what they did when they got there, and number three, the click path they took before leaving. For example, we've been able to track our clients' leads throughout their journey on our client's website. The lead usually comes to the website because of a blog post showing up in search results, you know, via Google or Pinterest usually. Once that website visitor reads the blog post, they click on the portfolio page, which is often linked in the blog post, especially if that blog post is talking about a project reveal or something. And after checking out the portfolio page, this person will go over to the services page. From the services page, they click the call to action that tells them to book a call or complete the contact form. It's a natural, intuitive flow. Your built-in website analytics will not show you this journey, and that's a problem, but Google Analytics will. Now, conversely, Google Analytics can also show you where most people leave your website. It's common for the bulk of your traffic to leave after viewing the homepage. But speaking as a website designer myself, that's something we really try to mitigate by creating well-designed and developed robust homepages that give the visitor ample opportunity and reason to click to another page. We don't want people coming to your beautiful website and then being like, okay, bye. We want them to be like, oh, okay, I want to view their portfolio. I want to look at their about page. I want to look at their services because then they have more opportunities to fall in love with you and your work and become a client. Google Analytics, by the way, is now a lot more user-friendly than it has been in the past. So if you're like, oh, I can't stand Google Analytics. I looked at it once and I had no idea what it meant. It was a bunch of weird line graphs and percentages and things that I didn't like and it was gross. Okay, guys, I agree with you. It's actually overwhelming for me too. <laughs> but as of July 1st, 2023, the old Google Analytics will be replaced by Google Analytics 4. If you're using the old version of Google Analytics, all your data collection will stop on July 1st, so you have to switch to Google Analytics 4 before July 1st. I have to do this too. It's on my to-do list, and if you're wondering how to do it, just literally <laughs> Google it. Google how to switch to Google Analytics 4, and it will show you. It's very easy. Now, GA4, which is what I'm just going to call it, is simpler, and it's less overwhelming, less confusing. I love it. Um, I think that you guys are going to love it too. Now, what are the three website stats that you should be tracking? It's easy to get distracted by all the graphs and charts and percentages displayed by Google or your in-platform analytics. And the good news is you only need to track like three things. You need to figure out how are people finding your website? Most often it'll be because someone typed in your web address or because you showed up in search results, or because of content that you've pinned on Pinterest as a business. The second way that you need to be tracking things is, what are the most popular pages on your website? Typically the home page is the most popular, which means that page should be robust and complete. I gotta stop and give you a rant here. This is a big issue in the design industry. So if you are an interior designer, please hear this. Your homepage should not just be an image. It should not be you know, click here for this brand, click here for that brand, as in if you've got multiple brands under your business. It should not be just a photo of your work. It needs to actually be a full-fledged sales page because otherwise you are missing out on so many leads and it's also really hurting your SEO because now Google has nothing to really index. So if you have a homepage, make sure that it is something that is really long. I hate to say that, but it has to be. 
it should include photos of your work, a photo of you, a mini version of your bio, not to be confused with the bio you also have on your about page. It should have an option to click through to view your portfolio, to view your services, to um, book a discovery call with you. It should include testimonials. Can't remember if I said that already or not, but it really needs to give people a full view of your business right away and give them opportunity and reason, like I said earlier, to click further into your website. So not only do you need to figure out what the most popular pages of your website are and how people are finding them, you also need to know what do people do when they come to your website. So yes, going back to that whole click path scenario. Now, if you're like, okay, I know I got to watch all this stuff, but how do I make it better? So let's say you've been tracking it over a month or three months and you're like, eh, this is not good. I'm just, I'm not getting a lot of traffic. I'm not, I, I'm just not. Well, here's what you need to do. After you start using Google Analytics to track your data and you see that these things are lacking, you can make a short series of assessments. I'm going to read them off to you and then I'm going to go back and really break them down. Number one, your Google business listing needs to be current. Number two, you need to use Google Search Console. Number three, you need to address your website SEO. Number four, you need to make at least one blog post a month. Don't let that scare you. I'm going to come back to that. And then number five, you need to support your website with a sales funnel. All right, so let's start with the top. Google business. Is your Google business listing current? Google business listings are a great free way to get your business on the map, literally like on the Google map and send traffic to your website, but only if you optimize that listing correctly. So you should be answering every question, filling out every blank space. If you allow people to book calls with you, you can add that in there as well because they actually include a button for that. You need to be adding photos of your work and you could add a new one every month just to keep your listing current and get more traffic because we found that people who add a new photo to their business listing do actually get more eyeballs on it. So do that every month. It's not hard. And then the next thing you need to do is set up Google Search Console. This is another free tool from Google and it helps Google index your site quickly and more accurately to understand what it contains and who should be seeing it. Basically, if your website is set up correctly, Google will know who your ideal client is, what geographic area you serve, and what services you offer. And using Google Search Console is really easy. You can connect it to your website in just 30 seconds. It is a must-do for everyone who wants to grow their business. This episode of The Kate Show is brought to you in part by Socialite Vault. Did you guys know we give away free marketing templates in the vault? That's right. You don't have to be a member to test drive these templates. Just go to socialitevault.com and click on the freebies tab. These templates are specific to designers, stagers, workrooms, and organizers. They're beautiful and easy to edit in Canva. Go to socialitevault.com to grab your templates now. The other thing you have to do is address your search engine optimization. Is your SEO good? SEO requires that your copywriting on your website and your image file names include keywords such as the location that you serve or the location of your project, if it's a project photo, the services you offer. And it also means that your website should be speaking directly to your specific ideal client. Now, let me just back up for a second. When I say that your image file names need to include keywords, I'm going to go back to my standard example. If you are an interior designer in Boston and you've got photos of your work on your website, you've got photos of yourself, you can say, 
kitchen interior design, or if you have a specific design style, maybe it's mid-century modern living room interior design, Boston, Massachusetts, you do not need to put your business name in there because that's not what people are going to be looking for. They don't know you yet. They are going to discover you though, because you're going to have the right keywords in your photos. When you are looking the same way at your copy, copywriting, you have to know who that ideal client is. If you are in business to serve anyone who can afford you, you're making a huge mistake. But if you can pinpoint, I am serving empty nesters. I am serving the busy career couple. I am serving family. It doesn't mean you're going to alienate people who don't fit in that box, but it does mean you're going to have very specific targeted marketing. And it's actually a lot easier to market your business when you know and you can visualize that person, that ideal client that you're talking to. All right. Now, the other thing that you need to figure out when it comes to your SEO is, are your images too big? And do you have those slideshows that make your website so darn sluggish? I see those all the time and I'm always like, hey, take that down, put a static image there. It's not worth it because slideshows, in addition to making your site slow, it also doesn't give people a chance to appreciate all your beautiful work. So make sure you get rid of the slideshows, make sure your images are no bigger than 2,500 pixels in either direction. And as a last little tidbit, make sure that the buttons you have on your website are descriptive, meaning it's not just uh, learn more. Like that, that doesn't help anyone. But if your button is actually leading to the page where they book a call with you, then it should say, book a discovery call. That's the button. It needs to be so clear what it is. And you need to have enough buttons, especially on your homepage, because otherwise people are not going to ever get off that homepage. They're just going to leave and be done with you. So we need to make sure you have those descriptive buttons or to get a little techie, they are called tap targets because People are usually on their devices tapping away. The next thing you need to look at is, are you producing at least one blog post a month? Ugh, the dreaded blog. <laughs> blogging is the best way to increase your website traffic and your SEO. If you're blogging about topics that relate to your services and your ideal client, you're going to naturally use the right long and short keywords that Google wants in order to understand who should see you in search results. Blogging increases the surface area of your website, and the more surface area you have, the more visitors you'll be able to attract. Hopefully that makes sense. The next thing you'll need to do is support your website with a sales funnel. Because here's the deal, guys. A lot of us in business treat our website really unfairly. And we're like, oh, this thing looks good. I spent so much money on it, but it's not giving me any new clients. It's not working. It's garbage. The truth is, though, the website in and of itself is not supposed to attract and convert the client. The website's just part of the sales funnel. An important part, of course, but not the whole thing. So you have to make sure that you are blogging. That's part of the sales funnel. That's how people find your site. And then you have to offer something for free. Maybe it's a video. Maybe it's a PDF. Maybe it's a quiz, if that fits your business. And then people have to sign up in order to get access to it. Then they're in your mailing list. Then the email marketing kicks in, and that is how you convert those leads into clients. The email marketing should be done once a month, so it doesn't irritate them, but it's enough to keep you top of mind with them. That is your sales funnel. Your website is super important, but it is not the entire thing. Notice I didn't even mention social media and the sales funnel, and that's because for most people in the home industry, social media isn't where they're going to get their clients. 
Now, for some people, yes, there are always going to be those outliers that are like, oh, you don't know that I get clients. I'm like, great. <laughs> but for most people, especially those who are offering higher end services, they're targeting a more affluent clientele, they're just not going to get clients from social media. They can't really consider it to be part of their sales funnel. Instead, personal connections and networks are way more important. And what do I mean by networks? Well, in short, that just means you need to know the right people. Now, some people are born into a situation where it's like they're taking over a family business, their parents have a lot of connections, and some people have a situation where it's like nobody knows me, nobody cares, there's nobody out there, and you just have to start at ground zero and work your way up, which is totally possible, and I'm very, very grateful to say I'm living proof of that. So if you're like, okay, I'm serving the high-end client, I'm trying to get my website squared away, and I understand I need a sales funnel, I'm going to get away from social media because it's a money and a time suck, and I'm going to focus on making the right connections, getting connected with other people who also serve the people that I want to serve so that we can refer business back and forth to each other, or focusing hardcore on one particular type of client so that after I've served them well, they can refer their neighbors to me, their friends, their family. That is how you build a network that grows your business. And when you use these organic marketing pieces like your website, a freebie, email marketing, that will really enhance all the networking that you're doing in the real world and it will snowball. And once you get that snowballing effect, that momentum, your business grows. I've seen it in my own business. I see it happen in our clients' businesses all the time. And it's really refreshing to know that we can utilize something as simple as website analytics to grow our business, that we can use something as simple as blogging or SEO to really put money in our pockets. Now, you might be like, okay, that's not simple. Well, the truth is, it really can be. And the only reason things like analytics and SEO and blogging have gotten so complicated is largely because my own industry, the marketing industry, wants you to think it's complicated so that you will pay us to do it. And I'm not okay with that. <laughs> Quite honestly, it bothers me so much. These things are simple. You guys are capable. And maybe it's just that you don't have time. Maybe you don't have time to analyze your analytics. Maybe you don't have time to blog. Maybe you don't have time to revamp your website. Well, that's why my people are here. That's why people in my industry are here. Because we know you don't always have time. And we might know the finer details of it, and that's fine. But I also want you to walk away from this episode feeling empowered, knowing that you could actually take on this yourself. Now, if you're like, oh, I, I think I can, but I'm not sure how to get started. I just feel like I've got marketer's block or writer's block or whatever. I do have a solution for you. Some of you might already know this, but we completely revamped our service packages in Socialite Vault. We now have completely new plans with amazing new features, and everyone gets access to blog posts, by the way. So if you're like, okay, I want the sales funnel. I need blogging. I need email marketing, but I don't want to come up with all of it from scratch, but I just want something that I can take and tweak and run with. Well, hey, we've got a plan for that. You can go sign up for the silver plan with Socialite and get all of that. Or if you're like, okay, I kind of want your help with email marketing and I think I can handle the blogging by myself, but I want you to be available for phone calls and emails because I have questions and marketing by myself is kind of scary. Well, we have a plan for that too. And then we also have another plan for when you're so busy or so done with marketing that you just want us to do it all. 
then we will. So go to socialitevault.com to check out our new plans. But guys, also know that the growth of your business is something that you're responsible for and you are the one who can make it happen. Not that you should, but you actually can. You have the ability. And I'm here to be your cheerleader and to be your guide. And then if you need extra help, we're here for that too. So this is your homework. I want you to go look at your website analytics. If you do not have Google Analytics set up, go do it. If you're on the old version of Google Analytics, please switch over to GA4. And if you don't have Google Search Console yet, get that connected. And then ask yourself, do you have a sales funnel set up that uses your website? Are you ready to get more clients through your website? Do you want more clients? Usually the answer is yes. And if that's the case, you need to take action because there's no such thing as a get-rich-quick marketing scheme. If anyone tells you that, they're probably trying to sell you their marketing scheme. <laughs> so let's just focus on what has proven to bring results. It's not social media. It's not running ads. It's actually creating good content that speaks to the search engine, that speaks to your ideal client, and in the end, puts money in your bank account. All right, guys, that is all I have this week. I'll see you again soon with another episode or maybe another interview. I've got some great guests lined up and I cannot wait for you guys to meet them. Until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.